contractor's journey to self-mastery requires discipline, integrity, and respect. Welcome to Hammer and Grind. What's up, everybody? I'm your host, Brad Hebner, and I'm here with my co-host, Eric Triplett, and welcome to Hammer and Grind, the podcast built for contractors, real contractors, true stories, real solutions. If this is your first time here, you've missed a ton of great podcasts. We want you to go back and listen to all of them, but we also want you to leave us a review and share it with another contractor. Let them know that they can receive value from these podcasts as well. Uh, We want to remind you about our free Facebook group called the Contractor Profit Group. Lots of great conversations happening in there. Meet up with other contractors, share like-minded thoughts and get advice in there. Or if you want to take your business to the next level, you want to step up your game, check out our paid coaching group called The Profit Club. We have weekly coaching calls, training webinars, all kinds of things happening in there to uh, take your business to the next level. Find out more information about that at our website, hammerandgrind.com forward slash the profit club. On today's episode, we're talking about something going to be, might be in your face, Eric. It's your job to create significance. It's my job to touch people's lives with water and build ponds. But in order to do that, you have to have a team that feels significant and with purpose and objectives. And so it really is the, the job of the owner of the company, the entrepreneur, to I mean, it goes back to culture. Like this so ties to our last podcast about culture. The, the employees have to feel like they're significant in, in uh, growing your business and taking everything to the next level. Well, yeah. So let's unpack what that is. I want to start with the definition of significance. And then I want to share something with you that I don't know if you know this or not about me, Eric, but I'm going to share it with you. The definition uh, significance is the quality of being important the quality of having notable worth or influence. Number two version is the meaning of something. So if you just focus on the quality of being important, we all want to feel important at whatever we do. It doesn't matter if it's with your spouse or at work or whatever, your kids, we want to feel important, right? So the thing I want to share with you, Eric, is I took a test many, many years ago. It's called Strength Finders 2.0. If you haven't taken that, I highly recommend people look it up. It costs a few bucks. You can take it online. And it's done by the, um, was it the Gallup? I think it's Gallup. I could be totally butchering this, but it's one of the leading poll companies in the country. But you take this thing and they give you your top five like characteristics. And my number two characteristic is significance. Interesting. Then why do we fight over this word so much? How come you just didn't have it like off your tongue? Like let's get, like we had to fight for half an hour over the word. You I had, had to think about it. You had, I had to think it. I had to cut. It was on my mind, but I couldn't spit it out, man. I had to think about it. I had to dig deep. It went from like purpose, objectives, like missions, goals, like all this. And it's like you had it the whole time. For those of you that don't know or listening to this, we usually have like a pre-game, pre-podcast argument. strategy session, That's, and it's I usually call like. It an argument. Yeah, it's usually like 20, 30 minutes of us arguing about what we're going to talk about and, and what. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, that if we recorded that, that would probably be much more entertaining than, than the actual podcast. 100%. <laughs> no, but this is good. This is good, this is good stuff. I mean, it challenges us, you know. You know, the, the thought behind 
you know, me wanting to talk about this, these kind of things is as I went from the solo guy to one guy to two, three, whatever, like, and, and kind of expanded upon things, like I've always tried to make my team feel important and part of the bigger picture. And then sometimes it gets lost. And then Brad, just recently, I have to tell you this, you know, I got to a point where I had more guys than I could literally like legitimately like give them task lists of things to do. And so I tried to create some autonomy and I'm like, hey, you're in charge of all the trucks. Just like make sure all the oil changes are done and the, and the tires rotations. And like, if we need new tires, let me know and we'll get it done. And like, I tried to like just create autonomy. But the reality is, the truth of it is, if you had someone super dynamic that handled everything with complete autonomy, they probably would be their own boss. They would probably be running their own company. So you have to help create, like establish for them how to get that done because they don't know how to get it done. Like it was easy for you to do it all these years, but now you have to scale it up amongst people below you. Yeah, I don't know if it was easy to do all these years, but that definitely goes back to hiring the right people. And I think this is where a lot of contractors get it wrong is they want to hire C players and then try to make them act like A players. You know what I mean? And so you can hire a C player and then if you give them a bunch of lists of things that they need to be responsible for and give them significance, it doesn't automatically make them an A player. So I think the, the, the first thing is you got to hire A players, A, B players. And then once you do that, then when, then when you give them a list or give them significance, they take it and run with it and they actually develop it farther than what you thought it was going to be. Yeah, I mean, that's a really good point, Brad. But I mean, I mean, you know, as well as I do, a lot of contractors coming up, they're they're probably charging too cheap anyways to get the work on the board, to do the stuff. And then for so them, like to physically be able to afford the A player, like to be able to pay A player prices, they can't justify it. They're not even making that kind of money. Like to be able to afford like a real high end A player that wants to help establish a company, but not do all the stuff themselves. They need a pretty solid wage. And most craftsmen to contractors coming up, they, they don't even know how to do that yet. So there's a tug of war right there. Like, well, I would love to pay this guy 40 bucks an hour, but I can't afford it. I only make 25 bucks an hour. Well, yeah. I mean, that's a whole... We've done many, many podcasts on why you need to charge more, right? Like, if you're not charging more, if you're listening to this right now and you don't charge enough to pay yourself you know, at least 40 bucks an hour. <laughs> if in you guys are, your employees are making more money than you, you don't need to be worrying about significance. You need to be worrying about how to charge more money. Like that's going to be your number one priority. But sure. if you're, sure. if you're making the right money, if you're making good money and now you're trying to develop your business and, you know, maybe scale it, maybe you want to make it better. Maybe you want to tweak the, the profit line, the profit margins even tighter. Like, now you can look at significance, right? Now you need to create significance in your team. So I disagree with you that you have to pay a bunch of money to get an A player. Yes, A players are going to want, if, if, they, if they're aware of it, that they're an A player, they're going to demand higher pay. But there are A players out there that don't even realize they're actually A players. And I'm not saying you can take advantage of them, but you might be able to start them out at less, you know, less money and then they can work up. But here's the thing too, when you hire a true, I mean, a true A player, whatever you pay them won't matter because they will make that money back. I see that. But so here, here's my disagreement with you is you can create significance with a C player, 
you know, and we, we like, this is, this is a dicey topic because you, you really want to get rid of your medium performing, you know, employees, like the medium and performing employees are probably the most dangerous people. Right. But you can take someone who's a C player, who's like not super sharp. You can't give them too many tasks at once. And like, you're like, Hey, let me help create significance. You're going to be in charge of this. Like, and whatever it is, like you're the water boy, you know, like bring waters for the team every hour. Like you can create significance by helping them understand, like, this is some tasks that you need to do. Now, the A player might be able to handle a heavy burden of, of tasks and responsibilities and holding them accountable. Where the C players, it's only a couple things, but like you can create, you can create significance scalable through the different levels of ABC, A plus players. Sure. And, I, and let me let me clarify one thing here. What, obviously, it depends on what position you're hiring for, right? I mean, if, if you're hiring for somebody who's all, all they're going to do is dig holes in the ground with the shovel, like that doesn't necessarily have to be an A player position. So that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about your key, your key positions that are going to help, you know, like you said, scale your business or, or, you know, make your job easier. Those key positions typically need to be A players. And I, I have... You know, I have a guy on my team right now, and he's probably a low B player in skill-wise, you know, in personality and character-wise. He's he's an A, like he's a great, great, just a great dude. He's just, on the skill side of things, he's not that good. And so, you know, this isn't about like grading your employees. And we kind of went down a wormhole there of, of that, but it's it ties into significance because... Just because you create a checklist for your employees does not automatically make them turn into this awesome team member. And I think it's important to state that. It's about creating significance for your team at what level they're at. Does that make, does that make sense? For sure. Well, let me take it even a little bit deeper. Like, can, this, can, this, can we take this all the way down to the solopreneur? Like, can you create like a checklist? Let's just say a checklist, to-do list, goals you know, objectives, whatever we want to, we want to outline that. But if I have a goal and, and I outline it and go like, Hey, these are the steps I need to take to do these things. And then you lay your head on the pillow, you know, that, you know, you're making significant, you know, you have significance in creating certain things, whatever that is, like your day is going to be significant tomorrow because these are the things I want to get done. These are the critical tasks I want to do. Like it can go all the way down to the solopreneur, but then I mean, we're really trying to create, I think my goal for the podcast is to like, how can we create significance to our employee purpose, objectives, culture, all that stuff tied into one? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the underlining issue here is that you just want to talk about how you found Asana and now you love it. And then now you're using it to create checklists. That's what you want to talk about. So let's just do that. We're not officially sponsored by Asana. <laughs> I, you know, I didn't want to say that. Well, I mean, whatever, like, dude, it could be a piece of paper. I don't care. It could be a journal. It could be Asana. It could be Trello. Like, personally, I'm, I'm, I'm infatuated with Asana right now. I really am. Can I just tell you how much that pisses me off? Yeah, I, I, I want to hear it. I've been, I've been waiting for it. I, I want to hear it. <laughs> I've been saving it for the podcast. Yeah, lay it out. Just how long have I been trying to get you to use Asana? Like, literally, how long? What time is it? <laughs> Because <laughs> I want to track it for the minute, like forever. <laughs> like about six months, I would probably, well, maybe not that long, maybe four months. No, it's, that's all good. 
this is not about what type of software you use to keep your thoughts organized. Really, we're talking about significance. And what you just, and this was kind of by accident, Eric. I mean, you discovered some significance in your team through using a, you happen to use a software which allowed you to gather your thoughts and gather all of the, the task for your team. And because of that, the side effect is that it ended up creating significance in what they're doing. Now, all of a sudden, it's not just, hey, you show up in the morning and you know Eric comes out and tells you what to do for the day. It's now we know what we're going to do ahead of time. Am I, did I get that wrong or is that kind of the gist? I mean, you, you, you outlined it pretty well. You, really, you did. So I, I would love to just tell you how, how you've made it a, an amazing impact on what I'm doing right now. Would you like to hear that? So, so you're saying that I've created significance in what you're doing? Yes. No, I'm, I'm not it. bullshitting. Yeah. I know. I know. I'm teasing a little bit. I want to hear it. Let's hear it. This is what's interesting. So, you know, you and I, you're like, hey, I systematize everything. I systematize. It's, it's on a system where I take a poop and freaking how much water squirts up my butt with a bidet. Like you have it all. I love systematizing my poop. I love systematizing yeah. my poop. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, I mean, that's how you are. So like, when we started the hammer and grind movement, like how can we help people? How can we help contractors, you know, get better? You're like, we're going to systematize everything. We're going to use a sauna and it's going to tell you when you need to do this. And I'm just like, oh God, Brad, really? Come on. Like, And so, I mean, I've looked at it a little bit. And then so, I don't know what the trigger point was for me, but I like picked up a sauna. I was like, let me see how I can use it in my business. I mean, it was, it, this is how it went, Brad. I was like, I need to learn this a little bit so I can be effective in, in what we do with hammer and grind, right? So I like implemented, I'm like, how can I use this in my day-to-day? So it becomes more integral in, in the way I do things. And so I started doing a couple of projects. I did a goal and then I like grabbed my supervisor. I'm like, hey, I want, well, I'm going to create, open up a sauna real quick. Like, I'm going to get you set up and I'm going to start dumping, brain dumping here. And he was like, okay, this is cool. And I was like, hey, he likes it. Like this makes him feel significant. He has like some purpose and objective. Like he he knows what he needs to do tomorrow. And I don't even have to talk to him. So I went to one of my crew chiefs and I got him on it. And then another crew chief. And then my office manager. And then I made my wife do it. And then like, dude, it's it freaking snowballed from there. And then like the guys underneath all these people heard us talking about a sauna and they're like, What's a sauna? I want a sauna. And I'm like, well, let's get you set up on an email and we'll get you on. And like now. It's it's like everyone's pumped about it. It's crazy. Well, man, that, now I wish we had an affiliate or something with them because we probably just sold a bunch of subscriptions to it. But <laughs> well, no, I mean maybe, but I mean you you said Trello's like you like Trello a little bit better than Asana, but like right now, like my team's in motion and it's working pretty good. Aren't they kind of the same? Or yeah, well, it doesn't it doesn't matter which one you use, honestly, and it doesn't even matter what platform it is. The thing is that you you put down directions or guides or to-dos, whatever you want to call it, whatever you did, like you put that on paper, you put it in the digital format, and now your team can see that. And now all of a sudden, now everybody knows what they're supposed to be doing, right? There's no wondering anymore, like who's supposed to put gas in the truck, whatever, at the end, you know, who's responsible for that? Who's responsible for making sure the trailer's locked up at the end of the night? Like all those little things that just get left undone. Now, when you assign it to someone, now everyone knows. And the other benefit of that too is that if you assign, you know, locking the trailers up at night to, you know, 
John Doe and the trailer doesn't get locked up at night, who are you going to go talk to first, right? Now, you know John Doe didn't do his job. As long as he knows... Can we change the name of the podcast right now? What's the name of it? Systematizing Significance. (laughs) 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 Well, look, I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to come in here right here because what's crazy is like, as you get more people, like you can manage like two or three people, four or five, six people, seven people, and then it gets a little chaos, right? If you add more to that, it's just, and, and you shouldn't have to live through that chaos. Some people can't manage through that chaos. Like for me, Organized chaos, I do okay in, but there's a certain point, it's like a breaking point. Like, and I, I felt like recently there was a breaking point of like, there's just too much going on. And what's cool about using Asana and this software is it's made me realize some of the weaknesses in my team because I can see who's not following through. I can see the guys that are checking off their significant tasks that they need to get done to help manage certain projects and then I can see the other ones that aren't getting them done and they're just like chasing butterflies out in the freaking wilderness like what are you doing like you got to get this done there's a few critical tasks I need you to get done every day it's significant to help our team grow and prosper and and be able to move forward but it's it's helped expose some weaknesses that's been really really fun to see that's all important. I mean, for me, the, the purpose of this podcast in creating significance and why it's your job as the owner to create significance is because people want to feel significant. Number two on my list is significance. I want to feel significant. The reason why I, I wanted to, to start Hammer and Grind with you is because I wanted to make a significant difference in contractors, right? Like that's part of my why. That's that's my purpose on in, in the world is to help other contractors. I do that. I create significance. We do that through the podcast and through our groups and so and so on. So when you create all of the information for your employees that they need to know about, it helps them stay focused on what's important. And now they feel like they're part of a team because going back to John Doe, if he's the one that's responsible for locking the trailers up at night, as as minor and you know detail as that may seem, it's obviously important, right? Because if you don't lock the trailers up, somebody comes steal all your tools. That's an important thing. But if you assign that to John Doe, now all of a sudden he's he feels significance in that that's an important task that he's responsible for. And so when you can do that in your business and you automate like you know, let's just say you have 120 tasks that need to be completed in your business on a daily basis, you know, depending on the scale of your size, right? You should assign all 120 tasks to somebody, like different people, whether you have five people or 20 or one, they all have to be assigned to someone. And so now whenever you know what your role is, and your team knows what their role is, now they feel like they're part of the team and that now they become significant. They become significant part of the team. No one else can lock the trailers up except for John Doe. That's his job, his responsibility. Well, it's interesting. And I'm just going to bring it up. and You're probably going to be pissed because we argued for half an hour over it before the podcast. But It's, it's like, not about purpose. Don't even bring it up. I'm going to punch you. <laughs> well, I mean, so look, I mean... There is a little bit of purpose here. Like some some people, some people in life just need to. Their purpose is to just make French fries. 
That's that's kind of their thing. I, I make people smiley by. That's not purpose, purpose, dude. Why why are you bringing this up? I knew I you were going to do this. <laughs> I, I knew. I would, I would freaking tackle I, you right now. I'll punch you in the. I knew right you were going to bring this up on the podcast. I knew you were. Well, I mean, some people are that simple, man. I mean, and what? Why? How come you can't be okay with that? I want the listeners to settle this argument for us. I think this will be a fun experiment. I want you to go on to our social media. I don't care where. And just tag us and let us know your thoughts. Because to me, purpose is like what you're here on earth for, right? There's a book called The Purpose Driven Life. Like that's what you're on earth for. And if you're going to sit there and tell me that your purpose on earth is the is the make French fries, I'm going to have to argue with you that that is not what your purpose is. So the, the, the question is, what is purpose? Is it something that you just do on a daily basis or is it what you're called to do in life? I mean, we can agree to disagree on this, and that's fine. I don't care if the the no. I want to hear the listeners. Okay. I want to I want to settle this argument fair and square. If listeners say that you're correct, then that's cool. That's fine. I'll still punch you in the nuts. It's it's lit, like, and I'll have to punch in the air to get that high. But the reality you, to, you is, probably have to jump up in the air to do that. <laughs> the reality is, like, some people are that simple, and that's okay. You know, and that's that's fine. Like, you can cre- you can create significance. That simply, you know, like I'm going to help you make make the best French fries in the planet. I'll teach you how to do it. This is like us, like you arguing about oranges and I'm arguing about apples. Like literally that's what this conversation's about. <laughs> it's two totally different things, except we're calling them bananas. Okay. Like that's, that's, what, well, that's what it feels like. That's what well, I love mango. So what's, what's the next step? <laughs> Where do we go from here? Oh man, I'm down. We just keep going down in the ratings. That's where we go. <laughs> listen, listen, the reality is, Brad, I, I, I managed a lot of guys for a lot of years. And this is at the point I'm at right now. I have the most team members, guys and girls that I've ever had. And then I started on the upper level uh, people on my, my uh, team. And I started to like slowly distribute projects and goals and responsibilities through this organized platform, you choose whatever you want. Currently, I'm using Asana. No, we're not officially sponsored by Asana, but to see everyone else, like I could literally watch everyone below, like, what are you guys talking about? Wow, you guys are so excited about that. And you're like, you guys are working on something. It seems like what you're doing is significant. I want to be involved. And so I literally watched it happen. It wasn't like I had one or two guys and and then all of a sudden it's done. It's like I had enough people to literally watch this Everyone wanted to be involved. And so I'm like getting guys into the program that I really honestly feel like it's probably kind of premature. Like, what are they going to do? <laughs> you know, like, and it's terrible because I'm thinking like, well, they don't have enough significance yet. But then at this that inner battle, I'm like, well, let's create significance. Like, how can I add them to a sauna and, and make them a significant part of the team and grow? Like th- that was, it was a really aha moment for me. Well, I think that's awesome. I mean, I seriously, I'm glad that you started using that and implementing it. I mean, I don't use that mainly because my the software that I use for my business has kind of has that built in, like tasks and stuff. It's not quite it's not quite the same, but I think part of that too though is also is that because you started doing this, it's new and newness is always attractive, right? The fresh new smell of your car is always attractive. So I would be interested to know in, in six months if you guys are still using it and how it's working out. Okay, cool. What are we at? October 28th right now? 
let, let's revisit this. I'll put a note in my account. I'll put a note in Asana right now to remind me. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. In, in like April 28th or something like that. So we're like, we, 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 we revisit it. So I, I'm telling you, whether it's Asana or Trello or some kind of new platform, I think it's, I think the, the process of creating significance through the employees is, is like I was doing it beforehand, but it wasn't so organized. That's what's been like this really eye opener for me. I, I mean, I love this because it's like, to me, it's blatantly obvious, like blatantly obvious, but to you, it may not be so. I mean, basically what you did is you just created a system. Yeah. You created it. You created this. That don't mean uh, you didn't create Asana, but you, you created a system in your business to organize your tasks for your team. And so it did, you know, two things. It created significance for your team. Now everybody wants to be a part of it. And two, it organized you and streamlined everything. And now, now you're organized in your thoughts and in your task, right? Whereas before you may have felt kind of, like you said, controlled chaos. Now it's more like, you know, it's not controlled chaos. It's controlled actions, basically. Right. I had a system before. The system was controlled chaos and some people can't handle that. Like I, I literally... Well, not, I mean, be realistic. That's not a system. That's literally how most contractors. It, it is. It is a system. I'm saying it's not effective. That's like that's not even really a system. You're right. You're right. That, that works. It's not a system that works. Yeah. It is a system. It is a system, right? It's just like you're. You have a brand. Anyone listening to this, you have a brand. You have culture. You have that. It, you have it, no matter what. Whether it's it's like where you want it to be or not. So I had a system, and it worked for a little bit, and then it just became instead of controlled chaos, it became just fucking chaos. Like, oh my God, it's just too much to handle. And then the problem with that is becomes, it's like, I got to handle something, but you're like, it's too much chaos. I don't even think I can handle it right now. I think I'll just go play with my fish room and trim on a bonsai and drink a beer and I don't want to handle it right now. It's like you literally walk away from it because it's so much chaos until you're in that mental position to be like, okay, I can handle all these balls in the air. I can handle all the glass balls. I'm going to go in again. So it, it, it creates a little bit of stability in, in that handling chaos. Well, this is interesting. I know we've, we've, we've kind of mixed in systems and, and stuff into this podcast, but I want to go back to significance. So what do most contractors do? The, the ones that I've run across and talked to and seen on different groups and stuff, most of us will... It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter what your trade is. You, If you have employees and you're going out to the job, whether you have a, a foreman, a lead guy, a project manager, or it's you, it really doesn't matter. What most companies do is they get to the job and they have a little tailgate meeting where it's like, okay, Eric, this is what we're doing today. We're going to do this, 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 and this, Right. Mm-hmm. And then it's okay, ready, break, and then they go to work, and then they get out, they get it back here, and it's like, okay, let's see here, um, let's see, John, you're gonna you're gonna go ahead and dig the holes, and uh, Tim, you're gonna um, you know get the supplies out, and it's like just on the fly, they're just like assigning tasks to people of stuff that needs to be done. You know what I'm saying? Is that I mean, this is what I see happening in most businesses. Okay. Would you agree or disagree with that? I mean, I agree to a level, but I mean, sometimes that's still effective. It can still be effective. Depends on the on the project. Well, it can be effective, but it doesn't allow for replacement of whoever's in charge. True. Because you're not creating a system to be able to handle that, right? But when you do it that way, it doesn't 
this is where it doesn't create significance because now it's no longer, you know, John Doe's responsible for the trailer lock. It's it's just whoever is standing by the trailer locks it up. And so there's really no, it's just, the significance at that point is just, oh, I show up every day and I work eight hours and then I go home. I put food on the table for my family and, you know, that's great and, and all. And so it's just, it kind of leaves a void, if you will, in your employees. And this is why it's important to actually outline the responsibilities and what their task and like how critical that task is. Again, I'm using the trailer lock. It's a simple, just popped in my head, but it, it's, it's important. It, that's an important task that someone needs to do. You know, in my business, if I'm around, I check and make sure the lock's on the trailer. But if I'm not there, you know, I always tell whoever's there, hey, make sure you lock the trailer up. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's instead of saying, you know, this guy is responsible for it every day, it creates confusion as well in what's happening on the job site because no one knows. I, th- oh, I thought, I thought uh, Tim was going to lock the trailer. No, I thought you were going to lock the trailer. So it, it helps you organize your team, but it also creates the significance of where they feel like they're part of the team because now they've been assigned tasks that they're responsible for. Sure. Here, here's, here's where I've really seen it a lot, Brad. And uh, I think you're going to like this, but so I've, I've almost created boards in Asana for each team member, or I've created a board and assigned multiple team members to these boards. And the example would be like, you know, I'm, I, I have a supervisor. Currently, I'm, I'm the manager. I have a supervisor, then I have crews underneath me, right? In a perfect world, I hire a manager to replace me in that position that, that handles the supervision. And then, that, so like, there's still like the chain of command, right? But underneath all that stuff, I've created a board like fleet management, okay? We have five trucks and four trailers and three machines and a couple of golf carts for the ranch. And so like fleet management, is really, it's really, really important to our crew. You know, like if, if I, one of my trucks goes down, it could really affect like the overall performance of the company and the profitability and all that stuff, right? So I'm like, okay, I delegate this board, let's say, and everyone's involved because I got five guys driving trucks, right? And f- five other guys are driving different vehicles and machines. So if you have a problem with a machine, you can go to Asana and go into the fleet management and say, hey, we have a problem with the excavator. Hey, we have a problem with, I mean, an oil change on Ranger 1, 2, or 3, or whatever, right? So those things can be dumped in there. Before, it was like, they'd come to me and go like, hey, we need new tires on the truck. And I'm like, okay, well, I, I didn't know where to put it. I'm just like holding it in my brain. But now, it's like it's dumped there, and now I've made someone responsible for that. And it's there, it's like, like it's a significant deal for you to manage this. And then we can put due dates and all that stuff. It's a, this is no surprise to you, but to some of the viewers that are the, the audience that are listening, they don't know that. So, like, we can go, hey, I really need, I need tires on this truck within the next two weeks, or brakes are starting to squeak. I got a week before I got to do them, and you can kind of throw that in there. And so now someone is responsible for that. It's a significant deal. Like, and they feel like, hey, I manage all the vehicles for this company. Like, if, if I don't come to work, like the company could be crippled because of everything I do is so significant. And so that would be a really important factor. And then I've got this project and that project and this goal and that goal and and everyone's assigned to those things. And I've seen such an amazing transformation between some of my team. And we will have this meeting in six months. And whether whatever platform I'm using at the time, I don't know, but this is a big deal for me. I just have one question for you, Eric. Only one? 
Just one. I doubt it. Where on your job board is your dump trailer battery listed? I've had I've had some significant troubles with my dump trailer. I mean, I've created a dump trailer board, and I got in an argument with one of my with one of the guys who's responsible for managing it today. Because it's like, look, dude, I don't even I don't even believe in ADHD, but you probably have it because you like you won't listen, you know. So like I had to get him back on task, but the the battery was acting weird today. But it didn't. It only acted weird on our a week ago today on that other podcast we did. And then it was fine all week and then it acted up today. Only the beautiful thing was that it was at one o'clock instead of like 5.30 last time. But is it on your board though? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Checking. I have, it's part of the fleet. There's, there's a dump trailer on there. All right. So there's one other element of significance I want to chat, talk about. And that is in the, the actual work that you do for your customers, right? Obviously, the, the most important thing that you can do in your business is what you do, like what you actually do, whether you're an electrician or a pond builder or remodeler. Obviously, some jobs are going to have more wow factor at the end. You know, if you're a plumber and all you do is service work, you're just fixing leaky toilets and, you know, stuff like that. There's there's not like a ton of wow factor in that. But you but you are saving people, you know, who are in a, in a pickle. Like people that, so that's important. Like you're doing an important job. And so you create significance and you, it, it's important that you tell your team like why that stuff's significant. Like you have to actually explain it to them and, and do it often. Like we talked about in our other podcasts where you have to promote that. Why, why what you're doing is significant often because we can get lost in the daily rat race of what we're doing and not think about, you know, really I just, uh, yeah, all I did was replace a faucet, you know, for this elderly lady, but she had, it's been leaking for a year and she never got anybody to do it. And now you fixed it. And that is something that she's been stressed out about. Like that's, you, you created significance on that job for that customer. So I think it's important that we're on a, on a regular basis telling our team about what we do and why it's significant, how it impact, how it impacts people's lives. For sure. I mean, that's going to go back to culture for sure. Right and purpose and why and like why we do what we do. And and let's face it, not all businesses are that way. Some people some some businesses are just like, hey, we wash windows and we make money and we put money in the bank and we're building towards retirement. Some people just do that. I imagine that most of our audience are a little bit deeper than that. They they are craftsmen and they they're blue collar workers that love to do that work and stuff. So for me, the significance is, is a whole lot easier. And, and, and I am able to share those kind of moments with, with my team members. I mean, on the project we're working on right now, my team, we, we just ripped out a pond that probably cost the client, I would say, close to fifteen dollars or $18,000. The pond was literally less than 12 months. And we're, we ripped the pond out. It's beautiful. But like the homeowner fell in love with the pond so much they didn't realize it. And now they're like, they want more. And so we ripped out an $18,000 project. I'm, I'm speculating probably that. And now we're putting in a $50,000 project. And so the significance to my team is like, hey, these people love their fish. You know, we have their fish in holding tanks and we're testing the water three times a day. So it's like, hey, these things are significant. These are pets. They're like family members. And so 
I am I am so blessed and so grateful that I'm in a in a position where I'm I'm able to show the significance of our work and our craft to my team, and they really get it. They're like, "Hey, I want to test the water this morning." I'm like, "Okay, cool, go test the water." You know, "Hey, we're gonna make the pond deeper because it makes the homeowner happy." And so that that significance is really apparent in my craft and trade, and I'm I'm just so thankful for that. Do Do you have someone assigned to testing the water? Is that on your Trello or your Asana board? No, no. So here's the, here's the thing. I mean, here's one of the things I am struggling with because I have handled controlled chaos so long for so long. Like there's a certain point. It's like, you don't need to write this down, bro. You're going to go to the bathroom. You're going to wipe your ass and you're going to go back to work. Like <laughs> you don't need to write that in Trello. Like each morning it's like, we are going to test for the water, you know? And a lot of my staff and team, they're all versatile. So like, one guy who's really good with a tile saw and cutting rock and stuff, he's already setting up that table. Another guy who's like part of my service management team and water quality management, I have two, maybe two or three guys. I'm like, hey, Josh, you want to check the water? Or, you know, the crew chief is responsible for that. So, I mean, I'm not that experienced in it yet. And I don't, I don't know if I want to go to that great detail. It's, it's more like managing those little things that always fall through the crack is where I'm at first. And then maybe I'll go deeper. Yeah, but don't you think it's important, though, that someone is assigned to that task? Because then, again, Chris thought Tim was going to do it, and Tim thought John was going to do it, and so on and so on, and no one actually tests the water. True. I mean, there's definitely room for error. Yeah, I mean, to me, that seems like a very important thing that needs to be done, right? Because it's Mm -hmm. your, your customer, your client's fish. Like, that needs to be done. And so, I mean, ultimately, it's your lead's responsibility. But, you know, for me... I would want to be like, okay, Eric, today you're going to be checked. I want you to check the water every three hours, right? Like yeah. put it on your watch, put a freaking timer on your watch or your phone or whatever and check right. it every three hours. I mean, we have, we have gone to that, that degree, like, Hey, set timers and stuff. But so it's interesting. And this is going to go back to culture, Brad, like we talked about, like my whole team knows how important those fish are. Like this job wouldn't even be happening if it wasn't for those fish. And so like everyone shows up in the morning, they're like, hey, who's going to test the fish? Like, like I've, I've created that kind of impact with the team and significance. Like this is how significant this is, right? So I, I'm not arguing with the fact that maybe we should have an alarm or have a Trello or, or a sauna notification, but like the, the culture is so strong there that I don't, I don't have to like micromanage that part of it. And and that, that's what I don't want because if you start to micromanage every single step you take, then it be, there's, a, there's a balance between becoming unproductive and just like marking down every single thing you do, you know? Well, I'm not talking about micromanage what everything they do, but I'm saying giving them responsibility, creating the significance. Mm-hmm. If Tim is, if he's the water dude, then that's that's his responsibility. On every job that he's on, that's his responsibility. And so you just put that in your job board of, Tim, this is your responsibilities. You're supposed to help get tools out in the morning. You're supposed to help dig the holes and move rocks. And you're supposed to test the water three times a day. Like That's your responsibility. Here becomes the balance, Brad. So like one of my guys right now, his phone's broken. He's like, I'll get one in a couple of weeks. And like we're, we're literally clocking him in on Jobber every day for the next couple of weeks. It's just like the phone's not that important to him, right? I have another employee that he literally puts his phone down and, you know, in the truck and we, he comes to work. Like he really, he really sets the phone down, pins his ears back. And like he, he, he relies on 
the, the crew chief to really direct and, and, and push. Right. So, you know, th- I have, there's portions of my team that are like that and that's, that's okay. You know, so um, not everyone has the ability to do that. So th- those kind of guys, it's like, they rely on the quarterback, the crew chief to be able to go, Hey, get the tile saw out and start cutting or, Hey, stop cutting, leave the tile saw set up in case we have to cut more later, but I need you to move to this direction now. So there, there is a little bit of autonomy that, that goes without micromanaging. Like, and I don't even call my, micromanaging such a terrible word. But it's like micro stepping every single thing. No, I, I get it. I mean, every job's different too. So not every yeah. job you got to test waters on and all that right, stuff. Right, right. So. That's for sure. No, I, I totally understand that. I'm just saying like, that should be part of like your pregame game plan of like, this is what we're doing on this job. And maybe, and maybe it's per job that stuff gets assigned. On this job, you're going to be responsible for checking the water. On this job, you're going to be, you know, responsible for cutting tile and everything that has to, that's associated with tile or whatever, stone, whatever he's cutting. So you know what I mean? Yeah. So obviously there's different ways of doing it. And, you know, it went down a little bit of a rabbit hole there too, but. I just think that whenever people know their jobs and what their responsibilities are every day, that helps to create that significance that will help your team work together. Yeah. I mean, it's like when, you, when you're checking, like, okay, so first of all, we've talked about this before about accountability and goal setting and things like that. Like if, if I tell you, hey, Brad, I'm going to get this done by such and such time, then, you know, I'm more likely to get it done. But if I tell you I'm going to get something done and I write it down, then I'm even more likely to get it done. And so like that, that goes without saying with, with everything. So if like we have a team meeting and we go, Hey, this is the goal. This is how we're going to manage our fleet. And let's, let's write the stuff down. Let's create checklists and let's set due dates. It's more likely to become accomplished when, when you're, when you're doing those kind of things. And that's, that creates significance, right? And so the more people you get, the, the harder it is. And, and that's why, Asana has been really cool for me because now I have the ability to manage a lot of people at once and not have it all in my brain going psycho. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think that's, that's about it, Eric. I don't think there's anything else we can talk about on that. Remember all the listeners, you got to go on and vote and tell us what the, what the purpose is. Who's right, Eric or me? And also remember on April 28th, 2022 we're going to be doing a podcast that week and we're going to be finding out like what platforms how we're creating significance and all that stuff in our companies right we're going to get it done right we're not going to talk about significance we're literally just going to find out if you're still using it or not it'll be like this this, it's going to be about you it's going to be like a five-minute podcast like nope i'm not using it anymore i don't do that anymore or like yeah bro only i'm using this app instead i'm using the hammer and grind app now oh you let the cat out of the bag oh shit thank you so much for paying attention to us tonight this podcast means a lot to us we hope that it means as much as it does to you and as it does to us we really enjoy pushing out this particular content we love getting feedback from people we love creating an impact in people's lives and uh, making the world a better place through contractors having better ways of getting things done and and creating wonderful experiences for people. So listen, we know this is hard. We know we've been in the grind. We've been in the hammering. We've been all that stuff for many, many years. And so if you need some help, we want you to reach out to us. It creates significance for us when we help you. So reach on out to us. And until next time, we'll catch you on the next episode.